0: The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app, TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of True Connect exclusively for Raider Nation. The game is over, but we're just getting started. You're listening to The Fifth Quarter, presented by Twitch on the Raiders Podcast Network. Well, while the Raiders are lighting up their victory cigars for the final time in 2023, you're hanging out with Eddie Pascal and Jason Fitz in the fifth quarter presented by Twitch. And Fitz, 8-9. and nine, That's where your Las Vegas Raiders end up. They handle business today at Allegiant Stadium, 27-14, taking down the Denver Broncos to win eight in a row against their division rival more on that in a little bit, but we were talking about it before we started rolling, man, eight and nine, certainly not where the Raiders wanted to end up in 2023, but to your point feels a whole lot better than seven and 10.
1: Yeah. Eight and nine feels better than seven or 10, but eight and nine also feels better than where we thought this team was mm-hmm. going to be a month ago. Right. How often were we sitting here saying, Oh my God, are the Raiders going to be a top five pick in the NFL draft, right? Like we were genuinely looking at that and now you get this sense. And, and to me, I'm a big believer. I, I, I was sitting there watching with a bunch of people from Yahoo today. We're watching all the football games. And one of my producers, big Broncos fan, and he said, why do you want to win this game? And I said, you know what? You only have so many Sundays in your life. Did you get to sit back and watch your favorite team play? And when it's all said and done, I would like to watch more Sundays that were good than bad. It's a very simple thing for me. But I also think that there is this moment of, carry forward. How do you feel like when you look at the way some of the players on this roster have developed, when you look at some of the young guys, that continue to become stars. When you look at sort of the step up that we've seen from so much of the roster, I want to feel like the Raiders are close to competing. And today, as I watched across the landscape in the NFL, I think they are. I mean, the Steelers made the playoffs this year. I do not think the Steelers are a dramatically better football team than the Raiders. So, you know, I look at it and say eight and nine, part of what that gives you is some level of encouragement going into free agency in the draft that there is something to build on.
0: Let us stick with the young guys real quick. Uh, We look at today's game, and it really kind of the microcosm of the year fits, but you look at today's game, Zemir White goes for 112 yards. Uh, We've seen a substantial leap for Malcolm Koons. Jack Jones is out here playing at an incredible level. I mean, this is what we wanted to see over the latter half, right? We wanted to see development. We wanted to see maturation. We wanted to see incremental, tangible improvement. And specifically on the defensive side of the football, again, we saw it today and it feels good and look I know no one is going to throw a party and celebrate the fact that the Raiders finished 8-9 and nine, right certainly not where we wanted to end the season but all the same we go back and we talk about kind of the goals the objectives after November 1st right when, when Antonio Pierce and Champ Kelly kind of came the captains of the ship so to speak and I feel like we've seen a lot of the things that we've wanted to see and it hasn't been pretty every week right I don't even want to bring up now in the grand scheme of things what that Vikings win could have meant to the 2023 Las Vegas Raiders but all the same by and large we have seen a lot of improvement a lot of growth specifically from the dudes on defense
1: uh so are you were you ever a big madden player eddie
0: yeah i mean i think everyone goes through that phase right i mean uh, you know our friend bryce beller and i were playing in uh you know september october and i humiliated myself but yes in general i uh, i did go through madden phase like everyone does yes
1: Okay. Yeah. No, I went through like a phase where I played Madden for money. All right. So like Ooh. Madden was a big deal for me. Like I, I, I was, a, uh, I was quite the King on the sticks. Look at the uh, old, uh, I know. Uh, but here's the, the the reason I bring it up is because if you ever played in franchise mode, you understood that there was a period at the end of the season where you would spend hours, hours on the game, not even playing a game. You are just playing the essentially like the Sims portion of the game when you're going mm-hmm. through and you're trying to figure out how to improve your r- roster. For all of the wins and losses that have happened, one thing that you see today to the point you just made is that you've now started the next portion of the game of the season, which is where does this team stand today? Now we're going to have plenty of time over the course of the next few months to break that down. But the pieces that you mentioned, I don't know that we knew two months ago that Malcolm Koontz was going to become a foundational part of this defense. He absolutely is. We certainly didn't know when Jack Jones was acquired, that he was going to become a foundational piece of this defense. I believe he certainly is, you know, you uh, right now, as we stand, I look at it and say the running back position, certainly if the Raiders are going in next year as Zamir mere white's team, I, that's, that's great. That's amazing. We did not know that a couple of months ago. So I do think it's significant. There, there's, there's a bit of a, so what now, what, okay, this, this season ends at eight, eight, and nine. Now what? And the now what of this is there are several pieces here that I feel like you can genuinely build on moving forward, which changes the entire way you approach this, this offseason. no matter what happens with the coaching situation, there will be essentially an air quotes, new regime. Even if it's the same regime, It's a new regime because now we've got an offseason where they have the chance to implement what they want. That regime comes in with a lot of tape on young guys and the ability to decide to build on them instead of necessarily tearing everything down and starting all the way over.
0: Uh, Real quick on Zamir White, Fitz, he goes 25 attempts, 112 yards today, 4.5 yards a carry. That will work. Uh, And big shout-out to Colton Miller, who we talked about last week. Colton returns to the starting lineup, and boy, you know we talked about it, man, for a guy who's clearly not 100% who is going to get through it, I mean, going out there, and you see the difference of what this guy means to this Raiders offense, this Raiders offensive line. But this one just crossed the, uh, crossed the wire, fits. And we talked about, you know, during the Antonio Pierce, Champ Kelly era, air quotes, what we wanted to see, right? And we wanted to see energetic, committed, passionate football. We wanted to see cleaner football. We wanted to see better execution. How about this? Your Las Vegas Raiders finished the season with a league low, but that in all caps, League low 75 penalties after their second game today without being penalized. It is the first time in franchise history they've ever had the fewest penalties in the NFL. How
1: about that? Crazy. So does that mean that the conspiracy theory of the— Yes, can we put this to bed now? Put it to bed. Like, so to be very clear, particularly now, you have one of the—I think this is fair to say— you have one of the most— one of the edgiest Raiders coaches we've ever seen. You've had somebody that on the sideline personifies. And the reason fans, me included, have all fallen in love with Antonio Pierce is he personifies everything we feel as fans, right? And he's standing on the sideline leading this team. And you had no penalties today? None? Not a single time? So, like... Maybe we could just put. Maybe we can start to accept the fact that most years the reason you lead the league in penalties is because you're not a disciplined football team. And now this year you've got guys that are coming out playing aggressive but playing within the limits of the law. Like I just just gotta say it there. I just just gotta throw it out
0: there. A hundred percent. And and we talked about and we heard from a lot of people. I mean, you talk about you hear kind of some of the fans say, "Hey, like what does today kind of mean in the grand scheme of things?" And the one thing that I kept going back to is a point that you brought up two weeks ago maybe, three weeks ago, where you say, hey, if you have an opportunity, if you beat the Denver Broncos – you're Antonio Pierce, and you can say, I have beat every team in the division. I shouldn't say I. We have collectively beat every team in the division in the past, what, five, six weeks? And so it means something to Antonio Pierce. I mean, we've seen the video start to trickle out of the locker room of guys enjoying the cigars, and I think the most important part of that video fits is the legends, the Raider legends, that are in that locker room. Charles Woodson's down there. Freddie B's down there. Uh, my guy Jim Plunkett is down there. Like, I think, to your point about AP personifying uh, what a Raider is, right? AP has an understanding of what makes this place unique. AP has an understanding of, yeah, we're going to do it a little bit differently. We're going to keep our guys, all of our guys from the 70s, from the 80s, from the 90s, from the early 2000s, they're all going to be a part of the party. So the fact that everyone is enjoying their, their last victory cigars of the regular season and all those OGs, all those gold jackets are down there, very, very cool deal.
1: Yeah, it speaks to identity. And I think one thing we have to accept, and, you know, you and I have jokingly talked over the course of the years about the Raider, whatever the Raider way is, right? Mm -hmm. Like everybody wants to talk about what that means. And what we forget sometimes is that in the seventies and early eighties, particularly it meant winning, right? Like it was all above and beyond everything else. The results were accepted because they were great, right? Everybody knew you won football games. We've lost some of that. And, through the course of this you got to find out as a franchise what your identity is going to be when you try to win football games now is your identity going to be that you do things a certain way is it going to be that you're different or is it going to be that you assimilate into the rest of the NFL i think there are there's a, a logic to both for antonio pierce coming in He's basically saying, this is the brand. This is what makes this different. This is why people want to play here. This is why people want to be here. Vegas, a place that I know very well, a place that you live in. I, I think Vegas is a place also that sort of identifies with part of that personality. That's part of the win here. It's like the personality of the Raiders and the personality of Vegas aren't necessarily that different in many ways. I think this is an opportunity you see. It sort of brings it together. Old Vegas, new Vegas. Old Raiders, new Raiders. Like, it all comes together in this moment.
0: Let us go back to the game because I do want to zoom out at at some point, but I I just kind of want to zoom in on a few guys in particular, real quick, Jason Fitz. Uh, Beginning with our guy, Jacoby Myers, man, who finishes his day, finishes his season just in an an incredible passion for the, excuse me, incredible fashion and an incredible passion for the silver and black. Uh, Jacoby, let me pull it up real quick. Where are you, Jacoby Myers? There you are. Three catches. Uh, 33 yards, uh, one touchdown. Let us not forget the rushing touchdown as well. So give him two on the afternoon. Man, Jacoby has been such a valuable asset to this team, right? I was talking with some of my my, uh, Broncos buddies during the game, and they go, boy, what is it against about us, right, when Jacoby plays the Broncos, that he just has his best games? And we talk about the free agent additions that the Raiders have had, and look, there's been some that have been awesome. There have been some that have not kind of lived up to expectation. Hats off to Jacoby Myers, man. A career year in silver and black. A guy who, you know, with Devontae Adams here, it feels like he's kind of uh, flown under the radar in the best possible way a little bit. But make no mistake about it, man. This guy is a big dog wide receiver in the NFL, and he was a huge net positive for silver and black in 2023.
1: Yeah, and you've got to sort of couch the fact that he was a huge net positive on a year where particularly at times the passing offense struggled. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair, yeah, right? Very so, fair. The fact that he was able to do what he did with the passing offense struggling is another one of those building block moments, right? Like I believe Devonte's going to be here for a long time. You missed me with any other conversation on that. Uh, I, I think when you start to talk about Jacoby and what he's done in his development, he's become that guy. That's really, he's a two that could be a one, right? And that's what you have to have in the modern NFL. Like if you want to get the best, out of Jamar Chase, you have to have a T Higgins. I think we see more of that. If you want the best out of AJ Brown, you got to have a Devonte Smith. Like, I, I think that's the modern offense. And then you look at today's game, particularly and what Jacoby and Devonte have meant to Trey Tucker, who turns around and has, I think his most solid yes. game with the Raiders catching the football. One thing we've seen a bit, was the double catch has been an issue this year? It was not an issue in this game. I I, I thought some of his routes. His one route that got up open on the deep ball was just a, a. It was a work of art, right? Like so, you start to look at the way that that room is developing, and between Devonte and between Jacoby and between Trey, like it just feels like the Raiders wide receiver room continues to be a strength that they can build on moving forward.
0: Trey Tucker's afternoon into the evening, five catches on five targets. 79 total yards. I mean, we talk about that maturation, that growth of the young guys, right? And I think you can include uh, Trey Tucker in that conversation as well. Uh, we go back to the game itself, Fitz, and kind of a, f- you know, funky start to it. It kind of feels like both teams, it, you know what it felt like a little bit, is is those boxing uh, those boxing matches. You're kind of feeling each other out for the first couple rounds. Not a lot of action, nothing too exciting. You just don't want to make that that fatal flaw, that fatal mistake that's going to end up uh, with you on the mat there. But Raiders ultimately get it together, man, and we look at the 27-4 Fourteen final score didn't really feel that close at the end the Broncos get that final touchdown uh there in the fourth quarter but you know really a a game if you're the Raiders that I think was the perfect encapsulation the perfect embodiment of what worked in 2023 right I said going into this game and I get to feel smart for once Fitz I said going to the game if the Raiders can hit 100 yards on the ground if they can take advantage of the fact that the Broncos have had trouble all season stopping the ground attack from the opposition. If the Raiders can take advantage of that fact, I like their, uh, their uh, possibilities. Raiders finish with 129 yards on the ground. They go for over four yards a carry collectively. Uh, and we saw them when they are at their best, they're a run-first team. That's what they wanted to be when when the previous regime was here with AP and Champ. That's what they wanted to be. They were effective on the ground, and that's exactly what they were today. And stop me if you heard this before, Fitz. The defense did its thing, and I thought there was such a beautiful, poetic, that the fact that the final real play of this season was a Trayvon Merrick interception. The defense got to be the guys that wrapped up the, the regular season. They got to have that moment on the field, celebrate. We did it because, candidly, Heartbeat of this team in 2023. The definition, the identity of the Las Vegas Raiders were a run-first, big-dog defense. I can't believe I'm saying that again, Fitz. A run-first, big-dog defense team. And the fact that Trayvon got to finish it the way that he did was just beautifully poetic. It made me happy.
1: I feel like if we turned this show into a shocking uh, responsibly, we had to take a shot of water every time we've talked about Malcolm Koontz over the last few weeks, mm. every time we've talked about Nate Hobbs over the course of the season, every time we've talked about uh, Big Meek. Diablo. Uh, yeah. I mean, you go up and down the list. There have been guys that consistently have shown up. And the funny thing is this defense, I, I thought about this midway through the second half, this defense, maybe their biggest strength to me is that they have a, a short memory. Because what we saw a couple of times, they got burned on some crossing patterns where guys just didn't communicate well. And in the past, a crossing pattern that leads to a deep completion is going to lead to some sort of points. And then it feels like the wheels fell off this particular game sort of encapsulated what we've seen so much of this year, where a deep completion just seems to be a reason for them to dial up the pressure. And before, you know, it, you got a Crosby sack, you've got a pressure coming up the gut. You've got uh, they're forcing Stidham into being uncomfortable. I uh, The interesting thing here is that what the Raiders defense has learned to do incredibly well is make other quarterbacks simply not be able to get comfortable. And that's part of the method to it. It seems like offensive coordinators facing this defense have a problem getting into any rhythm, like, it's stunning to me because the Raiders' defense seemed to have a hole for the entire back half of the season where you could run against them, and nobody could ever expose them. Because when you need to run against them, you can't. Right? So it's really interesting to me the way this defense is put put together. It's interesting to me how hard it is for other teams to get a vibe on this defense. Like Patrick, I I, I will say for one more time this year, there are a lot of people that owe a huge apology fans included, to what they've been saying about the defensive coordinator because last year it didn't look good enough, and everybody's like, oh, fire the guy. He's a bum. And now you sit there and say, oh, my God, he's brilliant. He could get head coaching interviews. Yeah, because it takes a minute to learn his defense, and you got guys flying around on it. Like, if if they're able to maintain any continuity going into the next season with this defense from a coaching standpoint, from a player personnel standpoint, God, I feel great about it.
0: Which And you and I were talking before we started rolling, too. Like, not – I don't think it's – out of left field or this crazy, scorching, hot take that this is, I mean, I've worked here for 10 years, Fitz. This is year 10 that I just wrapped up. This is without a doubt the best defense that I have ever seen covering this team. Uh, statistically speaking, this is probably the best defense that we've seen in 20 years, right? Like, it's, it's, it's that kind of duration. Like, that's the kind of runway we're talking about, how good this Raiders defense has been in comparison to what we've seen in years past.
1: Yeah, this is a defense that could have won a Super Bowl. Uh, it, it could have. They had they had the necessary things to be that good. And look, I, I think there are pieces that you're going to continually augment. And as we all start to read uh, a million mock drafts, everybody's going to talk about the same things: mm-hmm. interior of defensive line, interior of offensive line. These are constant conversations. You know, everybody's going to constantly say they need another corner. All of these things. But I I just feel like what you learned here over the course of this year is the one thing that we undervalue as medium fans when we talk about teams is practice. And we undervalue what the organization can learn in it and what coaches become trustworthy of because of it. I felt like this was a defense that really trusted guys to go out and try to make big plays. And that, that led to the swarming. That led to, you know, we, we saw a couple of times here again where coaches were sitting there with Jones on the sidelines as he's coming over, talking him off the ledge a little bit, right? Like, you see this. They have found a way to get the most out of everybody and put everybody right on that Max Crosby frenetic pace of like chaos, but chaos with with control, that's hard to do, man. And I just, I think that chaos with control defines what this defense looked like this year.
0: Yeah, and it was, man, as as a fan, right, as someone who's in the building and just wanting to watch fun, exciting football, this defense was a ton of fun, man. And and you can really zoom out and you look at this 2023 Las Vegas Raiders team, uh, and like we talk about a bunch, they're going to come up a little bit short of the goals that they had at the start of the season, right? But if you think, uh, if you go back and and think of all the ups and downs and obviously the big midseason changes, some of the changes that we had leading into week one, people forget about that. Uh, You talk about all the bizarre things that happened to this team. One thing that was certainly never up for debate, especially once Antonio Pierce took over, was the heart of this team. There was not one minute, there was not one series where there was a lack of heart from your 2023 Las Vegas Raiders, and I think that regardless of what happens over the next two, three, four weeks, Fitz, I think that is the one lasting legacy of this team. Is this was a team that laid it all that laid it all out there. There was no uh, no lack of passion, no lack of energy, and every single dude in that locker room was uh, was driving in the same direction, swimming in the same direction. Uh, and they just
1: came up a little bit short, and that's okay. I feel like when you talk about this defense, too, you've got to have the context of what we saw across the league today, Week 18. Right, it's pretty easy for teams to lay down, and you saw the teams that have quit, and you saw the teams that haven't. And to me, defense is such a mindset. Aggressiveness is such a mindset. Getting after the quarterback is a mindset. The Raiders came in with a with a more urgent mindset than Denver. And I, I want to like just because fans yell so much, I want to name one other name that I think is important in this situation because Tyree Wilson yet again comes up with a sack. And a yep. tackle for loss, and I'm looking at the stat sheet yeah. right now. Four quarterback hits in this game for Tyree Wilson, and uh, it's just a reminder because you mentioned Week One looked a lot different than we thought it was going to look, right? Like this was not the game that uh, this was not the team we thought we would see uh, coming into Week One because of the uh, the issues that were there off the field, right? I just think that it's a reminder that it takes a minute, it takes a bit. Yeah. Like Tyree Wilson disrupted a couple of times today, and I kept thinking, man. I'm really excited for the kid to see what an offseason could do, to see what the opportunity to work with Max through an offseason, to work with these coaches through an offseason, just to see what it's like to become a pro through an offseason. Like I I it's just another nugget of of uh, no no quit in the way this defense is put together,
0: you know, and really across the board, Fitz. We talk about the uh, we talk about the vibes, and and I was talking to uh, I did the uh, our, our friends with the Broncos. I did their kind of pregame show earlier in the week, and and my friend Sydney over there was asking me. She goes, but what do you? How would you kind of describe the change in X for the Raiders since AP got got here? Right? What what is like the biggest difference that you've seen?" And I just told her, I was like, look, it's not the most philosophical or scientifically, you know, based type thing. It's the vibes right? It's the body language. It's the enthusiasm. It's seeing Hunter Renfro on the sideline with a big smile, right? It's seeing at the end of that game, right? we're uh, The telecast is, or the broadcast is showing AP going down the line, dapping people up. It's Josh Jacobs who isn't out there being in Zamir White's ear, right? Hitting him on the helmet, getting his guys rolling. It's Jimmy Garoppolo for if you're any type of normal human being, checking out, you know, wearing your fancy suits and living a fantastic life and have nothing to do with football it's Jimmy G being on the sideline being the ultimate hype king getting Aiden ready to go being there with Brian Hoare to build this guy up it's just all the things that don't necessarily you know show up on the stat sheet fits but you just see and you say this is how it's supposed to look this is a group of dudes that like each other and are are really enjoying being together and so for me man it was just so much fun uh, to kind of see that have that one more experience at Allegiant Stadium but I want to ask you this not to get too meta but when we zoom out now a little bit Fitz. does today anything that you saw today does it change how you feel about the entire collective of the 2023 las vegas raiders
1: it no it, here's what it does it makes me think damn what might have been yeah right like yep, 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 because i think you're right about vibe four uh, points was, against the vikings fits well yeah one one drive one yep. simple drive could have made a, a yep. I think for me, when I look at this, vibe and energy is such a huge part of culture in modern football. And you, you see it, you know, with teams that gel together, a lot of times you'll ask them years later, what made that championship run special? And so often the answer I've gotten when I've asked, Guys, that very question about championship years, they'll come in and say, there was just something special about that group of guys. We came together. And, you know, I, I know I reference it all the time, but when I talked to Max after the Basaccia year and I asked him what happened and he talked about the guys coming together and how they bonded together, this particular group has bonded together. And it's really difficult to keep that bond, right? It's really difficult and it's special when you have it. But man, you just see guys lifting each other up in incredible ways, right? And that's you you think back to some of the moments this year when there wasn't that. And you do have to look at it and say, man, what might have been? And I think that's gonna be the one thing as you start to look forward is, man, what we've seen right now is what this group of guys looks like together when they're playing for each other, when they love each other, when they have that right vibe. How you keep that, I don't know. And whether it's AP here or whether it's somebody else that's doing that, that's gonna be the biggest challenge they'll have. But what you just saw is that when that happens, as you referenced earlier, you win three of your last four games, and in those three wins, you get a convincing win over the Chargers that was so good that it got their coach fired. You get a convincing win over the Broncos. The score doesn't show how convincing it was, and you win at Arrowhead. If that doesn't show you that you can run the West, like that's that's got to be your mentality. It's like, look, everybody's going to improve this offseason, but right now as it stands today – The Raiders finished in second place in their division. That means something compared to being picking fifth in the draft and only having five wins. Like you just, see where this team is headed
0: uh, and speaking of the draft fits this was confirmed before we started rolling the raiders will select at number 13 overall in april's draft so number 13 that's where the raiders are locked in uh just one moment i wanted to bring up too we talk about just kind of the the energy the effort the the no give up for lack of a better term there was one play i want to say the fourth quarter either late third or early fourth right zamir so white is at the goal line is you know Pushing his legs, churning, churning to get in. The big all the big fellows are pushing him, right? You know who's in did you notice he was in the middle of that pile? It was Aiden O'Connell. Aiden That's O'Connell nice. was in the middle of that pile pushing Zamir White to the end zone. Now, Zemiro didn't get in on that play, but just the fact that your rookie quarterback in a game that I don't want to say is meaningless because it's not, but in a game that has no repercussions for the postseason at all, your rookie quarterback is sticking his nose in there saying, let's go, I'm going to get you there, Zeus, I think just speaks so highly of not only Aiden, but the culture that Antonio has built, the buy-in, like you talk about, uh, that all these guys in the locker room and the dudes in the practice squad are are, are currently vibing, man. And it's a, it's a lot of fun to watch, but you, you hit the nail on the head. It it's so bittersweet where you're like, man, there were so many moments this year that were awesome. There were so many. I I know I've brought it up a couple times, but a few weeks ago, right, when Colton Miller, who is, I keep saying it, who is banged up and not 100%, grabs his helmet and checks himself in, right, to help this team do what they got to do in crunch time. Awesome, right? Like, incredible moment. The franchise points, incredible moment. But it makes you think, too, like, We were two moments away from still playing football. We were three moments away. We were one drive in Minnesota. We were, uh, you know, a play here, a play here against the Colts. Like, it's, it's the ultimate bittersweet, and I think it's such a hard thing to do as a fan, right, to enjoy those moments to be able to say, hey, man, you know, these 25 things were awesome, but also acknowledge there were a few that if they had gone a different way, we would still be playing football and our story wouldn't be done quite yet. That has
1: to be, though, the thing that gives you a little more, like, but this year feels different than last year. 100, right? like, agreed 100%. Last, last year, it took miracle endings, and you sat there and thought, how the hell did we lose that game? Also, how the hell did we win that game? Like, you just, every single week, I felt like you and I were sitting there saying, I don't even know what to make of this yeah. team. Today, right now, like a year ago, right now, as we entered week 18, you and, and Jared I. Jared him trying- under center. Exactly. And we were asking the same, like, what is the identity of this team? Who are the Raiders? What are they trying to be? As we sit here right now, I look, I can't tell you what's going to happen. You can't tell us what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. I should say that loudly. But as we sit right now, I know exactly who this football team is. I know exactly how they're built. I know exactly what they try to do. I know exactly how they try to beat you. I know exactly what their identity is. Like I can look at my favorite football team for the first time in several years at the end of the season. And I can say, yeah, I know exactly what they're building. That that's a different feeling. And and it reminds me a little bit to go way back in the history for you, but not for a lot of fans. The, the year that Gruden finished eight and eight by winning at Arrowhead and keeping the chiefs out of the playoffs. It's mm-hmm. the year that really catapulted them. I know that this was not the chiefs at Arrowhead. I know it's not a playoff team with the Broncos, but the similarity was that at the end of the year, that team felt like it was fighting for something. That team felt like it was fighting for each other. And that team felt like you just felt like, man, you're right on the edge. You're right on the edge. This That's how this team feels today. It doesn't feel like it was lucky. It doesn't feel like it was unlucky. It doesn't feel like any—this Raiders team got exactly what they earned. Eight and nine is exactly what this team earned. But I would take that because I think it's the most honest assessment we've had at the end of a year in years for where the franchise sits.
0: Yeah, I think in so many ways, fits. I think we have clarity, right? I mean, going back to this time 365 days ago, right? Like, let's just go back in the way back machine. You had no idea who the quarterback was going to be. Uh, the Derek Carr experience had, had come to an end. We knew that. But you had so many questions of who's going to be here, who's not going to be here. The You know, we were in such a transitionary period, right, where Derek Carr, uh, you know, regardless of how you felt about him, had steadied the most important position in sports for almost a decade, right? You were leaving that comfort. You were leaving that I-know-what-this-is box. And you were diving into the unknown. Now, certainly do the Raiders have their franchise quarterback? I don't know that. You don't know that. Uh, whoever is ultimately tasked with building this Raiders roster in 2024 we will have to make that decision but it doesn't feel like even with that let's call it a question mark to your point it feels like we know who the Raiders are now we know what they're about we know what they want to be about and certainly as is the case with every team at this point of the year fits right the roster turnover is the inevitable thing in the NFL we hear it every single season it's like what 35% of your roster is going to turn over that's just the way that the business works but it's it's an exciting time, I think, right now to be a fan, and I think that the fact that we're going to have the Super Bowl here this year, I think the fact that the entire NFL world is going to get to see Las Vegas all lit up and see Allegiant Stadium uh, on on parade for the you know the the ex- time on national TV is going to be a blast, and I think there's going to be so much exciting momentum going into 2024 for this team, for this organization. It feels like, really, I know it's such a cl- cliche, fit. I know that we're at the end of this season, but in so
1: many ways, it feels like we're just at the beginning of this next chapter of the adventure. So last year, last summer, last spring, a lot of Raiders fans that listened to my hits on Raider Nation radio came at me uh, at the time because I, I made it pretty clear. I felt like the Raiders were in the beginning of a two-year rebuild and they needed roughly, I don't know, 18 new starters. I, I mean, I'm not trying to be dramatic. I just felt like a lot of the defense needed to be overhauled. A lot of the offense needed to be overhauled. We just hadn't seen anything yet. You know and as we start to look now i think part of the difference when you talk about this team is that if you told me right now we were just rolling this entire defense out next year like when you mentioned the what you said at the beginning of your statement there was that we don't know if this the next regime is going to bring in a different quarterback here's what i do know the next regime does not come in saying all right with the first pick in the with the first round draft pick Boy, man, we have needs on the offensive line. The defensive line secondary might need a linebacker might need a wide receiver. Not really sure. could need a running back. Also need a quarterback. Like that's not the conversation Mm -hmm. happening today. And that's a huge difference when you come in and say, man, feels like there are several position groups that may not be a hundred percent set to where they'll be, but you could walk into it and say, Hey, we're rolling into this next year with this group being just the same. If this room doesn't change, I feel good about it. I, I haven't said that as somebody covering this team in, Years, I think that's the biggest difference for me. It's like, I feel like there are foundational pieces all over the place that you look at and say, yeah, you know, Hey, I, I think for the first time, since I remember there was this conversation years ago when at the time it was uh car Mac and coop and everybody was saying after the first good year, they're like, how are we ever going to pay all these guys? I think we are starting to do a conversation where now we can look at some of the young guys and say, Oh man, this is awesome. Because. In a year or two, there are going to be some tough financial decisions that have to be made about young talent that's playing better. Like this is what you should want, right? Like so, I think that's the exciting part about this is it just feels like there. This isn't rebuild mode. This is tweak mode, and that's that's a much different process. Uh,
0: real quick, Zemir White stat that just came through that I feel like we got to share because it's awesome. Uh, Zeus has notched his second career 100 yard rushing performance in just his fourth career start. He is drumroll, please the only player in raiders history to to excuse me to record 200 yard performances in his first four starts there've been a lot of good running backs that have come through this place man a lot a lot a lot and zamir is the first one to uh, to have that kind of feather in his cap man when we uh when we look at twenty twenty-three fits, because unfortunately the reality is is there is no more football for us to discuss in terms of the silver and black in twenty twenty-three. Uh the offseason program, the draft, the combine is gonna it's all gonna be here before we know it. But in terms of Sundays and, and getting fired up for a game day, we are gonna go into hibernation, we are gonna wait, we are going to lick our wounds and hopefully come out bigger, better, and stronger than we finished this season. But going back to 2023, and we talk about the moments, and there's been a lot of exciting moments, there's been a lot of great moments. For you, what is the kind of lasting memory of the season give me the yearbook style fits like when we do the montage of 2023 what's the moment that uh, that's going to stick with you
1: i think well look if there's a game that's going to stick with me it's the chargers game because i don't think i've ever seen anything like that against a division opponent you can pick one of 20 or 30 different moments but the the cover of the yearbook is the first win with AP in the locker rooms with the cigars. Mm-hmm. And it's not just AP. It's and I know we talk about him too much on the show. It's Max. And I think what we're seeing, I said this earlier in the season, I will double down on it after, after we now finished the season. I think we're seeing one of the most impressive careers we've ever seen from any Raider. And I, I don't think that's hyperbole. And I know there's a lot of people that are going to come and talk about Hall of Famers. I think this was the type of year that if Max duplicates, he becomes an all-time great. He becomes a Mount Rushmore for the Raiders. It's only one year, a lot of way, a lot of places to go with it. But for me, the lasting image is the cigars because it means something about the identity of this team. The lasting thing in my head is just the number of times I watched Max Crosby come after a quarterback and just. Run him down when you thought he was never going to get there. Like, the long arms coming in and running people mm-hmm. down is something that I just... The, the swarming nature of this defensive line is what would be the highlight reel of the NFL Films package week in and week out for me.
0: Certainly an incredible choice. Uh, I'm going to stick on the defense. I think my cover art, if you will, fit, is going to be Jack Jones looking back. <laughs> it's got... I yeah. mean, it's we, we talk about, like, just incredible individual efforts, just I'm bigger, better, more talented than you type of moments. And that was it, man. I mean, we saw the reaction from Mark Davis, which has now been, uh, I'm sure, been circulated and seen literally millions of times since that. But that to me was like, that was our moment. That was our moment of, of 2023. Uh, and I think that a few off the field moments too, I think the fact that – um you know, I, I think of obviously the cigars after that first win. Uh, I think of all of us ex- exchanging texts, like you know, from us here at the facility to the guys back at the stadium, like, oh my God, are they are they really smoking cigars in the in the locker room? And yeah, bro, they're they're doing it. Like that was really fun. And then I think in it's such a I don't want to say it's small, but it's certainly not as air quotes important as what we saw in the field. But during one of those first practices, I think it was the first Friday practice that AP was uh, was under center and the and the dance line came back like just just that kind of moment of letting the guys letting the dudes be dudes letting these guys who are so tightly wound during the regular season have a little bit of fun like that to me was like a big moment that was like a, okay like something here is a little bit different and at the time we're like well let's see if this works but in hindsight you're like antonio let these guys be themselves and we heard that from every single guy on the roster from the punter to the wide receivers to Aiden to Max to everyone right he's like they're going to, he's going to let us be us, right? There's going to be a level of accountability. There's certainly going to be a level of expectation of what we are bringing to the field, whether it's the practice field or the game field. But it, it was just those moments of, of going back to the vibes. I think that's what I'm going to remember, Fitz. Like I'm going to remember uh, the good times. That's what I'm going to remember.
1: Uh, let me say one thing about Antonio Pierce to me. When the only thing you know how to do is be hundred percent authentic I think the only thing you know how to do is also let the people around you be a hundred percent authentic. Like Antonio Pierce is not polished. He's not like so many coaches that have the right thing to say at the right time, every single time. Right. He's not the guy that you feel like knows the cameras on him. So he's putting on a show. He's not the coach. We got him down in Houston for the college football national championship game. I just dealt with Harbaugh for an hour of my time yesterday. And you just want to talk about somebody that like, He's, he's, he's closed off, right? Like Antonio Pierce is the opposite of that in so many ways. And I just think that that hit the pulse of these guys because he's standing on the, the sideline saying, I got this chance and I got nothing to lose. So I'm going to be me. And it felt like that's the message that resonated for every single person that stood on that sideline. I got this chance. It's my chance. And I'm going to be the the most authentic version of myself. Like I, I think even the stars have been more real to who they are through this. Like, even Devontae has been more Devontae in yeah. this process. Like, I just, AP only knows how to let people be authentic. That's the reason, like, that'll be my, whether he ends up being the head coach for the next 20 years or whether this was just an incredible run, I, I want to remember that portion of this team because I think that's the essence he uniquely brought to this franchise.
0: I, I mean, going back to, you know, in the way back machine fits, following that Dolphins loss, right, where we heard from Tyreek Hill and he said, look, I know that we won, but he goes, these Raiders are different right like something is different with them and and you look at what was different It was Antonio Pierce right so uh, a lot of fun a lot of great moments Uh, like we've we've talked about a bunch man unfortunately the Raiders come up just a little bit short in their in their grand goals of 2023 but they win today 20 to 7 excuse me 27 to 14 it was awesome to uh, to give the fans something to celebrate on the way out today Uh, you know you beat a division rival for the eighth time in a row yes the eighth time in a row which is pretty incredible in the modern NFL Uh, but big shout out to AP man big shout out to every guy in that locker room it was a lot of fun it wasn't pretty all the time uh we've, we've certainly talked about the moments that it wasn't pretty the moments that it hurt to watch on certain sides of the football but overall man we had such a blast and it was such a blast to hang out with you uh we do this every gosh what is this year three fits is this year three yeah, year three golly year three. golly and it's fun, man. It's, it's such a blast to hang out and, and talk football. And obviously, I do prefer the days where you're sitting here in the studio next to me. But I will settle for the Zoom version since I know you're a busy man. But, dude, just a blast in general. Always fun to hang. Always good to chop it up. And you, you hit the nail on the head, my brother. We got a lot to talk about over the next couple months. Uh, in terms of intriguing storylines, whoo! Your 2024 Raiders are not going to lack in that department between now and that last weekend in April. But Fitz, for the last time for a couple of weeks, because we are going to see you out here for the Super Bowl, correct? Can you confirm that yeah, officially?
1: Yeah. I'm, out, I'm officially out for the Super Bowl. I'll be out there hanging out for the Super Bowl. And look, I'm badgering you. We're going to keep stand, We're still going to hang out. Yeah. Like, if I can talk about my favorite team with my brother, I'm going to do it. Officially official, Fitz will be here for the Super Bowl. Uh, but be-
0: between now and then, Fitz, for the final time, where can the people find you and all the work that you got cooking?
1: Well, follow me on social media at Jason Fitz. Always easy. And then check out all the work we're doing at Yahoo Sports. A lot of cool stuff out there. Quick hit video reactions. Uh, and I'm on uh, every Saturday morning on Fox Sports Radio with the with the fellows from 5 to 9 a.m. Eastern. Always talking about the Rangers there, too. Somehow I work it into every conversation. You all know that. But uh, check out the work there, man. Yes, and we
0: appreciate you and come hang out with uh, hang out with us because I'm sure we'll be doing stuff throughout the off season. Like I said, we're gonna certainly take a little time to kind of reassess, reevaluate, uh, and like we said, a lot of big decisions come in the next couple of weeks for the silver and black. But we are gonna be here the entire time to break it all down. So for the final time, and this always confuses me, right? Cause it's the final time of 2023 but it's also 2024. It's just the not 2023 as... 2023 season? Yeah, for the final time in the 2023 season, for Eddie Pascal, my guy Jason Fitz, everyone else at Silver and Black Productions, just a genuine, heartfelt thank you to everyone that not only watches and listens to our little program, but also the folks behind the scenes that help it actually exist, right? Because Fitz and I, we just do all the talking and yammering, but in terms of the actual talent of, of getting the show off the ground, we got nothing to do with it. So a big thank you to all those people at Silver and Black Productions. Uh, and like I said, man we will see you very very soon and before you know it it'll be time for another episode of the fifth quarter presented by twitch thank you for listening to the fifth quarter presented by twitch make sure to download the raiders mobile app and we'll
1: see you next week